It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, now we really don't have anything to talk about. No, we've got a ton to talk about it. It all centers around the fight that was or wasn't, depending on how you look at it last night, between the Chicago Bulls and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll hear from Billy Donovan. We'll hear from Jeremy Grant, who was an... I don't know. I mean, do you, do you classify Jeremy Grant as a willing participant in that fight last night? I mean, certainly Jim Boylan was kind of a participant in that fight last night and very willing to get his hands around Jeremy Grant's neck. So could Jeremy Grant really tell who it was that had his hands around his throat or his forearm around his throat? What I saw from sitting up in the bird's nest, what was said after the game by Billy Donovan, we'll hear from Jeremy and Billy in that first segment, if I haven't already previewed that. Um, coming up in segment number two of the Locked on Thunder podcast today. Well, I will tell you that in segment number three, we'll hear from Paul George. But in segment number two, Russell Westbrook gets his 111th triple-double. 111th. Uh, which means, by my math, he is only 28 away from passing Magic Johnson for second on the all-time triple-double list. And Paul George was asked last night if Russell Westbrook was really playing any differently and look at the numbers last night is a pretty efficient triple double I mean we're used to Russ getting these very gaudy numbers in triple doubles that wasn't the case last night with the Thunder what does that say about Russell Westbrook's play what are his teammates doing for Russell Westbrook that maybe they haven't done before and then we'll finish things up and I think I've already said this today in the preview we'll hear from Paul George and Paul George will talk about Billy Donovan, who got his option picked up by the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was the option that was left on the original contract. But why I think the Thunder and Billy Donovan need to be in negotiations now for a new contract. And it was, there was something that Paul George said last night that 
to me, set off bells and whistles. I don't know if it necessarily set off bells and whistles for everybody else, but it's something that I clued into. So when we play that Paul George audio, we'll get to that. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. Covered the Thunder now for five and almost, almost five and a half years. We're almost halfway through the season now. Not quite. Um, what else am I going to say? I'm a credentialed member of the media. And uh, anything else you need to know? Yes, if you like what you hear, I would ask that you would go to LockedOnThunder.com and uh, check out all our archive podcasts, plus video and audio from players and coaches. It's a great website. It's LockedOnThunder.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Thunder wipe out the Bulls last night and get revenge for what happened a few days ago in Chicago. What we didn't know, maybe what happened a few days in Chicago, which was one of the Bulls. The Bulls have only still only won seven games up to this point. So the Thunder, unfortunately, one of the lowly Bulls victims. What we didn't know is that apparently there was some bad blood that got worked up between the Thunder and the Bulls. And one bad thing about the NBA is with Eastern and Western Conference teams, with everybody having to play everyone, you only get to see people twice. And in this case, the Thunder and the Bulls have already played their two matchups, and we don't get round number three where something really entertaining could have happened. Well, I guess if you're into that sort of thing. And I'll admit, I kind of am. Every once in a while, you need a good basketball fight because other than what you saw in that happen in that third quarter, there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about in that game between the Bulls and the Oklahoma City Thunder. But from where I was sitting up in up in the press box last night, the Crow's Nest, I just I had kind of looked down, I was thinking about tweeting something out, and then looked up, then all of a sudden. I saw Chris Dunn push Russell Westbrook. And that's when things went kind of crazy on the sidelines. And what I couldn't see from up in the crow's nest was during the entire skirmish that was going on, Jim Boylan grabbed Jeremy Grant to pull him away from Robin Lopez. And he definitely had a hold of Grant, had a hold of him around his neck, which you would think at that moment... If you're a ref, that gives you reason to kick Jim Boylan out of the game because you cannot put your hands on another team's player. If he wanted to put his hands on Robin Lopez, that's one thing. And even Robin Lopez, who was irritated with Boylan last night for some other things, could have at least understood he was trying to keep his player out of trouble and he was trying to break it up. But no, he went after Jeremy Grant. And I don't know if this was Boylan's way of saying to his players, hey, I've got your back. Remember when you guys didn't want to practice on Sunday? Just know that I've got your back, man, and it's all good. I'll put my hands on another player for you or if he just wasn't thinking. I don't know what the case was, but it wasn't a good move from him. And at this point, and we're talking about almost 6 o'clock at night here, and I waited all day to do this podcast because I thought there might be some news on this. No suspensions, no fines have been handed out. And at this point, the only thing that happened, the only lasting effect from that skirmish was the technical fouls that were given out. The four technical fouls and eventually Lopez picked up two on the night after he kind of rolled the ball at Jeremy Grant, which I, after again, not something you could see up high, but something I saw on television I didn't think was that big a deal. But after there had already been a fight, he had to know he was pushing it. And to me... That says you really didn't want to stay in the game. And, and I think his reaction was a lot of acting 
That's the one thing I could tell from where I was sitting. A lot of acting on Robin Lopez's part last night. Um, the most interesting thing about all this is we go into Billy Donovan's press conference. And you can see this on our YouTube channel, our Locked on Thunder YouTube channel. And Billy starts talking about the fight. Well, he, where Billy Donovan was, and I don't know where Billy was on the sidelines, but everybody was in front of him. And Billy's not much taller than me if he is taller than me. And I'm only 5'8". So Billy Donovan couldn't really see anything going on. So during the press conference, he had not seen how Jim Boylan had come over from his sidelines and grabbed Jeremy Grant. He was unaware of it. And it took a member of the media to show him that showed Billy Donovan that. And I don't know what Billy's reaction was what was to it, but I know that that's the first time he had really seen what happened. And I can only imagine what was going through his head as he was watching it. And last night as I was um, going back into the media workroom, I saw Jeremy Grant walk out of the building with Sam Presti. And I don't know if they were going out together or not, or if that situation was needing to be discussed, or if it, they just happened to meet up. But that's what I saw last night as I was going back to the media workroom. With all that, let's now get to Billy Donovan. Here's what Billy Donovan had to say about last night's tussle, kerfuffle, whatever you want to call it, between the Bulls and the Thunder here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Well, I mean, I was really um, proud of the way our guys handled themselves. Um, You know, when something like that happens, um, it it, it could have gotten really bad, I think, because it was so close to the benches and the fans kind of things, um, you know, I, I thought our guys were trying to refrain, restrain themselves at the same point, also protect one another. So, you know, again, the, the play with, with Russell there, I, I, I want to see more of that. Uh, what I did see, you know, was done kind of push him and, um, and it escalated from there. But I think our team is going to stand up for one another. But I also was pleased that they stood up for one another in, in a respectful way where it, it didn't get out of control. When you, when you said the play with Russell, what do you mean specifically? You said you want to see more of that. What do you mean by that? Well, when the whistle blew, I watched the whistle. It was a foul called. And then when I turned around, I saw Dunn push Russell. So I want to see what led up to that beforehand, oh. because they were saying that there was that there was stuff that happened before that. I didn't. I want to see more of that before I really can make a, a comment on it. Uh, I know Russell when he got pushed because I saw that stepped away. Um, Dunn stepped towards him. I kind of stepped towards Russell just to kind of back him away, and Russell was in total control, and he just backed away. Billy, one more thing on, on that skirmish. There's a, a moment there where Jim Boylan kind of grabbed Jeremy around the neck and pulled him back. Did you see that? Did you have any problem with the way that was handled? I, I you know, again, I'm, I'm sure everybody who was, in a, who was a non-player was trying to break it up. I mean, I went over to Russell, and then I kind of saw Dennis was kind of in the middle of it. I wanted to go over and check on him. So I didn't really get a great look at all the things on, on, on what was going on, but my guess would be is everybody was trying to, I felt like when I was in the middle of it, that the people from Chicago were trying to break it up. Now, what did Jim actually do? Uh, I don't know, but I would say he probably was doing something to try to break it up. That would be my guess, because I felt like the people from Chicago that were not players were in there trying to separate everybody. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. You have to give Billy Donovan some credit because that's a guy that can keep his cool 
under all these circumstances. I would not be keeping my cool under these circumstances. I would not, under any circumstances, have not laid into the Chicago Bulls. Not laid into what a cheap shot that was by Dunn on Russell Westbrook. For Lopez to come over in the manner that he did. For Jeremy Grant, who had to grab Lopez and kind of take him to the ground. I would have done not not only everything I could to defend my team... But I would have gone out of my way probably to get a fine there to show my team that 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 I was all in with them at, at that particular point. And I don't know. I, I still am, am kind of wondering how Billy Donovan keeps his cool in that moment. Because it should have been. I thought if there was any time we were ever going to see Billy Donovan blow up, it might have been last night. So I'm thinking that it doesn't. it's not in him, which is a good thing. It's a good thing as he leads this team to not be that kind of irrational, emotional coach when when maybe you had every right to be, Billy Donovan remains cool through all that. Now, as far as one of the guys that was a willing or unwilling participant in this fight, that would be Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant was asked by Roy Shung, did he know who actually had a hold of him while all this was going down? Jeremy, did you know who was grabbing you to pull you out of that scuffle there in the third quarter? Uh, no, nah, I didn't, didn't see it to, to the end. Yeah. What's your reaction to the opposing coach kind of grabbing you around the neck and pulling you away like that? I try to protect his team. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Didn't bother you at all? I mean, it's discovered. You know, stuff going to happen. You know. How did all that get started? Uh, Don push, push Russ. Uh, don't know why he didn't get attacked, but, uh, yeah, just trying to protect my teammates. And then did you and Robin just kind of get crossed up, both going over into protect teammates? Yep. Anybody else? Thanks, JG. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. Grant, like everybody else from the Thunder playing at Cool House, like even Russell Westbrook didn't say hardly anything about it. And we've seen Russell Westbrook respond a time or two when he thought guys were out of line attacking him. But for the most part, the Thunder seemed to blow it off. And I think a lot of it has to do with them only seeing the Bulls twice in a year. And they're already finished with that series. And there's no chance to meet them in the playoffs unless something miraculous happens and the Bulls are able to win every single game from here on out, make the playoffs and make the finals, which we know is not going to happen. I think the Thunder look at it as not a big deal. And if and if anything, if I'm the Thunder, I'm looking at it as, hey, you're a seven-win team team you got us once you got waxed tonight this is all you got this is the only thing you have left in your tank to get us on it's really not worth our time to comment on but the thunder handled it brilliantly um and just to think that billy donovan didn't see things and i haven't heard of any billy billy's comments today but i cannot imagine that this is the last that we've heard of that and once the nba takes a look at that tape There has to be something. There has to be at least a fine for Jim Boylan. And if not, I don't know what the association's thinking. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next here on LOT, Russell Westbrook, now just 28 away from Magic Johnson. What does that ultimately mean for Russ? Well, it means Hall of Fame, but one, will he get it this year? And two, is he playing any different? We talk next. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, 
That is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We have another episode of Locked On Sooners out as well. And the easiest way to get that is just go to your smart speaker, be it Google or Alexa, and say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. It pulls right up. Hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast. It pulls right up. Maybe OU's not your thing. You just want you just want Google or Alexa to play Locked On Thunder. I'm cool with that. Maybe Locked On Chargers is more up your alley as the Chargers are becoming... Uh, what some people are considering the favorite in the AFC. Find out what's the latest with them. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And every single podcast can be found at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and can also be found at LockedOnPodcast.com. Russell Westbrook gets his 111th triple-double last night. Not a great shooting night for Russ. Goes 5 for 13, but 13, 16, and 11. Which points, rebounds, and assist-wise is pretty even. And this is the type of player that everybody has wanted Russell Westbrook to be from the moment that he set foot in Oklahoma City. He's a point guard. He needs to distribute. He doesn't need to be worried about stats first. He needs to be worried about more about the team and getting them into the right place. Not understanding fully what the evolution of the NBA is with guys like Allen Iverson, and that you can be a score-first point guard, still be an MVP, and help your team win, because last time I checked, Russell Westbrook has done all that. Russell Westbrook, though, is playing differently. Whether Paul George wants to admit it or not, whether Russell Westbrook wants to admit it or not, Russell Westbrook's playing a much more relaxed game. The intensity is still there, and you saw it last night, Although when when Dunn shoved him, I mean think and think about think about this for a second. When Chris Dunn shoved Russell Westbrook last night, what was Russell Westbrook's reaction? His reaction wasn't to go after Chris Dunn. His reaction was to laugh and and look at him and hold his hands out as if to say, "What are you doing? Why are you shoving on me?" And then Russell Westbrook did the smart thing. You let your teammates handle it. And and the one guy that needs to be involved was, and that was Steven Adams, who uh, it was tweeted out, you know, threatened to break Robin Lopez's hand, which I kind of would have liked to have seen that, but I'm a really sick, demented human. But if you look at Russell Westbrook, he is more relaxed now than probably he's ever been at any time on the court. And that's not to say the intensity is not there because it's definitely there. But when you've got dudes that are helping you out and you don't feel like you've got to do it every single night, 
it's certainly going to relax you a little bit more. And, and, and for Russ, you look at that night 5 of 13. I don't know if Russ ended up in a gym last night somewhere working on his shooting. I, that, I, that information I do not have. But I think in some in, in some years, that certainly would have been a night where Russ would have ended up someplace shooting late into the night in order to get things corrected before the team headed out on the road to play the, to, to play the Sacramento Kings. You can relax now. And, and he's wanting to get his teammates more involved. He's taking less shots. He's taking less wild shots. And he's still a guy that puts his team in position to win. And he's probably putting his team more in position to win now than maybe at any other point during Russell Westbrook's career, which is completely, which is a complete transformation from what we've seen of this guy over the last few seasons. And when he gets that op- when he gets that opportunity to eventually pass Magic Johnson, which Russell Westbrook is going to pass Magic Johnson, and that's going to happen this year, then. One, there should be a celebration. And I think for those that that, that looked at Russ as simply just as a, a stat monster or a ball hog, this is now maybe not your opportunity to apologize to Russell Westbrook. Because even if you did apologize to Russell Westbrook, he's not going to accept it. Russell Westbrook will not accept your apology. What Russell Westbrook will do is just blow it off and say, well, you, essentially what we'll tell you, you should have known that from the beginning. You should have understood what my game was from the beginning. And he really doesn't care what you think. But I think for all the critics, there's going to come a time where they actually appreciate what this guy does on a nightly basis, which there was a point over the last couple of seasons, I thought Russell Westbrook would just be one of the most disliked dudes in the NBA because of the way that he treats the media. And I think that's some of it. And because there are just those that don't get what his game's about. But the one thing you can say about Russell Westbrook, and last night was pure proof of it, is he's not a selfish player. That he is a team first guy, and it's not all about stat padding. And if you can't see that by now, then you're just not watching the Oklahoma City Thunder enough to know what Russ does for this team, this community, and does it on a nightly basis. It's just that good. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will wrap things up talking about Billy Donovan's extension And why that's so important that the Thunder made that move. It's all right here on LOT. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Locked on Sooners is published and it's available on Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, and Google. And that's the easiest place to get any of the Locked On podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network is just say, hey, Google, play Locked On 
insert your team name here, follow that by the word podcast, and then it pulls right up. That's the quickest, easiest way to do it. Or Alexa, play LockedOnThunder.com or Alexa, play LockedOnPodcast.com. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Thunder last night um, get their 18th win, 18 and 10 on the year. Is it 19 and 10 on the year? I am really bad with numbers at this point. Anyway, the biggest thing that matters about last night is that the Thunder did win, and Billy Donovan now has a um, now has a contract extension and will be here through the 2019-2020 season. Reason I like this is because it at least in some way, shape, or form signifies there's continuity inside this organization. And that's the only way you win, in my belief, is to have continuity, which is something that the Thunder have lacked during Billy Donovan's tenure in Oklahoma City. And through no fault of Billy Donovan's, and mainly through Sam Presti's and free agencies and, yes, even Kevin Durant's fault, you've seen a roster fluctuate. And and so many guys have gone in and out of this organization that Billy Donovan really hasn't had a chance to craft and mold this team the way that he wants to. Well, now that he knows he's going to be here a couple of years, and the players know that he's going to be here a couple of years, um, I would think, one, it means his message is resonating, which is something that we questioned at the beginning of the year when the Thunder started 0-4. I don't think there's any question that the Thunder still still listen to Billy Donovan. I think more importantly than, than even listening to Billy Donovan is he just knows how to manage and interact with personalities, which is the biggest thing you have to do as an NBA coach. You don't and shouldn't be a taskmaster. If you are a taskmaster in the NBA, you're not going to be long for any franchise because the older guys get, the less they're going to listen to you if they feel like you're just going to be this hard-ass character that they've got to deal with every single day when they go to practice and that you're always going to be on them. You've got to know how to manage personalities. Not only sell to guys what you're trying to accomplish, but also know just strictly how to manage them and take care of them. And Billy Donovan is excellent at that, especially when it comes to to Russell Westbrook. He knows he knows what guys he can throw under the bus. He knows who he can't throw under the bus. And he's made a, a, a great, a seamless transition from, the, from, from college to the NBA, at least in that regard. You can talk about his play calling, calling timeouts in the middle of somebody shooting a couple of three throws. You want to criticize that. Uh, those things are up to debate. But, but the biggest part of it is understanding your players, knowing how to be a good manager, Billy Donovan gets it. And look at the most successful organizations in sports. They're all they're all organizations that have some sort of continuity, which is hard to gather in, in this NBA. And I think sometimes we get these fashionable ideas of what a coach is supposed to be like, how an organization is supposed to handle it if they feel you know, if you feel a coach isn't one to get them over the hump, you see Golden State do something, they have a lot of success. As fans, we run, we want to run out and go do that too. I don't think Sam Presti rolls that way. I think the other thing that this says is that Sam's got somebody he can be simpatico with and understands what his vision is for the Thunder and will go out and execute it. But I do believe that if you really want to send a message to Billy Donovan, you really want to send a message to players and the fans about just how serious you are about him and about how serious you are about winning, you better be talking new contract now. Because I will say, when you go into the final year of a deal, if you don't feel like there's stability, 
that can cause all sorts of issues, which is something that Paul George brought up last night after the game. If you saw the news about Billy having his option picked up for next season, what was your reaction to hearing about that? That's great. That's great. You know, I'm here for multiple years. Russ is here for multiple years. Uh, Coach will be here multiple years. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's good. It's good for Billy. Um, you know, uh, I just know how it could be um, with, you know, pressure and, Oh, he, uh, Sam really alleviated that and allowed him to just coach us and not have to worry about that. Billy talked last week, I think, about how your guys is always learned you more and learned like, things like you don't want plays just drawn up for you and playing foot. What is your relationship? How has it developed and changed over the past few uh, years? Yeah, I mean, we, we got a better understanding um, of one another. Um, but, I mean, that just takes time being together. Um, you know, I've always been, you know, even in Indiana, didn't necessarily like plays ran for me. Um, I kind of just like the freedom just to play. That's always how I've been, been better. Um, and Billy has given me that freedom. We've had a lot of talks, a lot of communication, when to be aggressive, when to attack, um, when to make plays, when to be, you know, assertive, when to look for one another. Um, yeah, we have, we have those talks. So we have good, good chemistry. Continuity first. <laughs> that's there's the that's the Thunder's new motto. Continuity first. Continuity first. That that'll be Sam Presti's new motto. And uh, get ready for him to say that a lot in the next news conference interview we get the opportunity to do with Sam Presti. That'll finish up Locked On Thunder today. Tomorrow we'll be back to preview the game with the Sacramento Kings. Maybe the Thunder can finally get those guys. Maybe the Thunder finally get Sacramento. Got to go do it out at uh, out in Sacktown, um, not Arco. What? Oh, it's the Golden One. That's right, the Golden One Center. I don't know. I just like the way Arco sounds better. The Golden One Center, Thunder, and the Kings tomorrow night. Which, um, hey, maybe a little nerve wracking for Thunder fans, but it's always a fun game when the Kings play because it's a fun team to watch. The Aaron Fox, Buddy Gill etc. Looking forward to that game tomorrow night, and we will see you tomorrow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until then, I'm Eric G saying, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.